It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Good morning, Vietnam. Okay, I've always wanted to do that. Well, that was your chance. <laughs> they give me a radio nice. show and I pull it out. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's a beautiful spring day out there. As you can see, the skies are gray, and so that's fantastic, right? April showers. April showers are going to bring Mayflowers. We have a great show lined up today. We're going to talk about some real estate, of course. That's what we do, right, Brian? That's right. Like nonstop in our sleep, we're talking about real estate. We eat, breathe, <laughs> eat, breathe. We live real estate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to bring you some tips to help you uh, through that spring cleaning. We have two fantastic guests with us here today, uh, and we'll get into that. But first, let's kind of talk about something we hit on a little bit in last week's show, and that was getting down to the nitty gritty and talking about contingencies. Now, when I right. when when a lot of people mention contingency and contingency of the sale of the home. As brokers, we know we got to be a little more specific, right? right so what are we right. talking about there, Brian? So a contingency is a generic term that could be anything within a real estate contract, um, a subject to. But in the in the way that we're using contingency in this discussion is contingent upon the sale of the buyer's home so that they can complete the sale of their new home. So buying right. your new home subject to the sale of your existing home. Right. And that's a it's a it's probably common but not so common based on the market that we've been in. Right. Um, a lot of people, this is just me, but a lot of people don't want to be homeless, right? So when you go and you go to purchase a home, you're like, well, what am I going to do? What's the timing? And that's where this contingency kind of right. evolved or began, right? Yeah. And the word on the street is is nobody accepts contingencies, but that's just not true. If you approach it uh, very carefully, we've, we've been very successful getting contingencies accepted. Well, why would why would a seller not accept a contingent offer? And the uncertainty of the home not selling. And so that's the uncertainty we eliminate. We very carefully prepare the home for sale, the the um, contingent property, so that uh, you got to realize once a seller accepts a contingency, you got five days to get your home on the market. So we have to have it right. ready to go when the second we have that contract accepted. So staged, photographed, packaged, ready to go. And also uh, with a pre-approval in hand for the buyer so that the seller is assured that it's not just the sale of the home, that we have the any additional financing ready to go. All right. So let's pack a lot of that stuff that you just talked about. Because sure. one of the things that, that um, many people may consider is, well, why is that so uncertain? I mean, I'm going to sell my house, aren't I? Right? Well, yeah, you hope so, but it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. So what we do is we do a very detailed market al- market analysis so we can show the contingent seller that we're pricing the home right. We show them the photographs, that we've got it prepared. We detail all of the improvements, all of the the uh, um, reasons that we're confident it'll sell. So if I'm a if I'm a buyer, um, and I'm thinking about buying a home, uh, what's the timing look like from purchasing a contingent home? What's the timing? Is it? And I guess what I'm getting at is what? How do you find success as a buyer? Aside from being prepared and all that, what are the types of homes you're looking at? Right. Yeah. You know, one thing is often the the inventory has been scarce, although it's increasing right now, which is really moving towards a more balanced market. But often, as soon as a home hits a market, there might be multiple buyers interested. At that point, a seller is less uh, inclined to accept a contingency. Right. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Right. Right. 
But the other thing that Dan and I know is we're sometimes seeing homes that are fabulous homes, but they may have made a mistake of overpricing it, and those are going to sit around a while. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we evaluate to know what it really should be going for and encourage the contingency uh, buyer to keep those in mind. And uh, there's a saying you'll hear us uh, talk about, in real estate, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. Yeah. And Dan and I are not afraid to step up and do the uh, negotiation. Well, and I think about that too. I think, how do I put my buyer in the best position, right? Because they they are, nine times out of 10, they'll say, listen, I don't want to buy a house if I haven't sold a house. And I don't want to sell, I don't want to list, I don't want to put my house in the market if if I don't have a place to go. I don't want to be homeless. And... um, I mean, how many times have you made somebody homeless, Brian? Zero. Zero. Good. All right. Thirty-six good. years. Good so job. far, so good. Yeah, right. Good job. So, yeah. so obviously, there's but there's a method behind it, and right. it takes a lot of work and planning and strategizing, and also some realism, right? Yeah. So, I believe the most powerful offer that a seller can receive is an all cash offer closing in two weeks, right? Sure. I mean, Very that's clean. really. It, no I'm going to tell my seller no contingencies. Everything you know, that's yeah. the most powerful. So, essentially, a buyer has to put themselves in the seller's shoes. Right. They, they have to understand that if a seller is looking at an open market and while inventory is increasing, we'll talk about the numbers here, while inventory is cr- increasing, it's not increasing at the pace that people would make you think it is. Right. Like this time last year, we were at one, one point, one and a half months of inventory. Right. Yeah. Right. Now we're at two. It's not that yeah. much more inventory. It seems like it. It seems like it. A lot of people are saying prices are falling. It seems like it. But it's, it's no, no, pretty prices are not, not falling. Yeah. It's, it's slowing down. It's moving towards a more normal market. So putting things into perspective here a little bit, this is all about risk and risk aversion. Um, the least risk um, method of buying is a contingency, but it's also the most costly. Often a buyer is going to pay a premium to get a seller to accept a contingent offer, and they're going to be frequently more motivated to sell their home quickly, sometimes for less money. So it's the least risk transaction. So for the most risk averse client, but then again, you know, that's right for many people. It's not a right or wrong question. So a lower risk, um, uh, excuse me, higher risk, but, um, um, and probably better in the money is if you can buy your new home before you sell, right. but then you're in a position of risk of owning two homes in this market. That's not been a problem. We're selling them in record times. And so avoiding that double mortgage payment is uh, crucial. I mean, there's a whole other issue here of being able to qualify for both, but that's something we can usually solve. Yeah, and we've got great lenders that have right. solutions that we'll, we'll be talking to a little bit later. So the last thing is, like you said, you get what you negotiate, right? right? So I think one of the strategies that I always do, when I'm, whether I represent the buyer or the seller, if an offer comes in, I always talk to the other agent. Right. And I ask them, what's important to your seller? Right. What's important to your buyer? Because you would be surprised. That if you just ask, you might find that the little thing that's important, meaning timeline, right? They right. want to be out by a certain right. time. They want to um, have no issues on inspection. And you can formulate a contingent offer that will give the seller everything that they need and right. put your buyer in that more conservative position of getting what they want. And see, that's the art of negotiation is finding out what the other party really wants. And every broker I talk to says, oh, it's money. It's not. Often time, I mean, I just talked about risk and risk aversion is often more important. And so I think it's taking the time to really investigate the circumstances surrounding the entire transaction 
to package it in our client's best interest. And that's, that's what we do. Awesome. Well, that'll wrap it up. If you have questions about writing an offer, negotiating a contingent offer, any questions about real estate, you can reach out to the Eastside Real Estate team. You can do that by giving us a call at 425-200-4093 or reach us online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. All right, so... That was kind of fun, talking a little bit of uh, shop. I appreciate your insights on that, Brian. Yeah, Dan. Um, so we're going to now kind of move into what the heck just happened, the March madness uh, that hit the market. I don't know. Uh, do you ever do one of those uh, pools, the little March madness pools? Nope, have not done that. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to consistently throw away money, just reach out to me because I'm <laughs> well, always you're good at that, huh? Yeah, I was in first uh, place. I was yeah. in first place in my March, March Madness all the way up until like the Sweet 16, and then it was just absolute carnage. But we have somebody from the Virginia area here in studio. Was was that a big deal? Were you guys excited? Very, was Very excited. I won my bracket. You won oh, the nice. bracket? All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just thinking about that. All right. So, we're going to talk about March Madness as it applied to the real estate market every month. The middle of the month, we're going to kind of uh, break what we saw happen in the previous month. You can go to our website and read the blog. You can listen to the radio show. We're going to kind of break down what we see is, well, first we'll provide market. the numbers and then give some insight. Yeah, yeah? market recap. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So let's see. So here's what happened in March is both pending sales and new listing activity all around Western Washington surged. It surged as many buyers, sellers, and brokers emerged from that February snowmageddon that we had. Um, yep. Essentially, it kept that February kept a lot of the inventory off the market and yeah, it kept it a lot of buyers from doing work. Got to tell you, I love snow days. Snow days. I can't show homes, but neither can my competitors. Yeah, right. So it's a free day. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah. we so, actually just go around helping people out of the snow. That's kind oh of, yeah, yeah, with yep. my little four by four. Yep. <laughs> So March 2019 showed an increase of total active listings up 106% in King County and up 115% on the east side. So that's the inventory that could have been left over from February. Yeah, and essentially with the inventory jumping like that, typically we're seeing more like a 35% increase. But right. in one month, that that is clearly left over. That you're just right. not going to list your house when you got big snowbank out front. Right? Yeah, I noticed on my listings just not getting the showing activity. Right, and uh, but also when you can't get there, that's a that's a clue. Right. Yep. So now pending sales increased five and a half percent in King County and six point one six percent on the east side. Closed sales showed seven uh, seven point six two percent decline in King County and a seven point five two percent on the east side. Clearly. 
closed sales being result uh, because a closed sale that is happening or showing up in the statistic line in March was impending in, in February. February. Yeah, right, that's why right. we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you say that we will most likely see pendings up and specifically closed sales up in April? Yeah, I would say so because essentially what you're going to see now is all that pent up stuff. Uh, people got out there and got busy and got after it in March. So what do you think this means for the upcoming spring season? Well, I think generally speaking, I, I've been doing this re- report for at least six to eight years every month. So like in 2012, we're, we're watching inventory because what I'm trying to do is get, in the, get a feel from history what the future is going to look like. Right, right. And I think this year is going to look a lot like last year, uh, but maybe a little delayed because of the, the um, weather event that we had. Right. What I would say is um, typically June last year, actually sales really slowed. Right. That's pretty normal. So here. if you're planning on listing in June, be prepared. You're probably going to be on the market a little longer right. than if you listed in May. Right. That's So something I've experienced too is April is where I see more buyers coming on the market than any other month of the year. So as a seller, that's a great time to know that you're going to get more more eyeballs on your listing, more showings. And as a buyer, you know we do see more listings coming on, so more inventory. So it's a terrific time. Yeah, and I would say that you just like stock market, don't don't try and time the market. Right. right? You should always kind of look at things from a, a standpoint of when is it the right time for me, for my family, for my right. job, for my work, or for the opportunity, or for my finances. Right. Um, I think it's really short-sighted to say specifically, well, I'm just going to hold off until a specific time to sell my house, or I'm going to list my house at this specific time because somehow I think mm-hmm. that it's going to net me more because honestly – it's a supply and demand issue too. Right. So if the buyers are out on vacation on June, right, when school mm-hmm. ends, school I guess is going to get pushed <clears throat> to the end of June. So maybe there will be some stuff. But I know the first part of June, you got graduation, you have um, high school graduation, college graduation, and of course, don't forget out there, Father's Day. There right? you go. So you know, a little uh, uh, serendipitous uh, moment for buyers with that February snowstorm was uh, right about the time that ended up interest rates dropped, biggest drop in 14 years. Yeah. So for people that got a little pause button hit then, uh, that worked out nicely. Yeah. It, the idea with that is paying attention. to if, if nobody else is doing something, it might be a good opportunity. Not always. It's not always smart to just jump off a bridge. But if nobody's doing... Zig when they zag. Zig when they zag. Yeah. yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. So as a segue, we are going to bring in um, on the hotline... One of our uh, one of our lender partners. So, at, right as soon as we come back from this next break, uh, we're going to welcome in Michael Burdick with Loan Depot, and he's going to kind of go over the numbers and where they're headed and where we can expect to see those go for the spring. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time home buyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. 
for a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team. A subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. This next segment features one of our recommended lenders. Today on the Loan Depot hotline, we have Michael Burdick, a loan originator and consultant with Loan Depot. Michael does not just originate loans, but works toward building a relationship with every client. Our team has recommended and worked with Michael over the years, and he has served our clients at a very high level. Please welcome Michael to the show. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, hey thanks for joining us today. Um, so tell us, what's going on in the mortgage world? That is a good question. So, <laughs> well, let's have um, a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's going on? One thing that's, that's awesome and, and always a good good thing for us originators is that interest rates have improved this year, especially in the last couple of weeks. They're probably at about 12 to 14 month lows right now. Um, so what that does for, for us is it allows us to not only help new clients that are purchasing homes, but then our past clients, you know, doing mortgage reviews for them, making sure that, uh, you know, we, if we can give them a better payment, we can, we can do that. So um, that's one thing that's, that's great. Another Another thing that's new in the mortgage world is, you know, trying to become more streamlined and, uh, you know, allowing the digital age come to life and, uh, you know, all the processes that we do, just just making sure that, that we're, you know, ahead of the curve, ahead of the competition. And, and that's one thing that we're really concentrating on at Loan Depot. Okay. So you say, you know, uh, things are, interest rates are pretty low. Give me some context. I know that, you know, essentially these are tied to certain loan programs and credit availability and all that good stuff. But I honestly, I don't look at mortgage rates. I, I let my clients, you know, talk to you and kind of dig deeper. Can you uh, share a range? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very good strategy for a realtor because you don't want to set your client up and say, right, hey, you right. know, rates are four percent and then they talk to me and they're five percent right <laughs> there's lots of factors I, i'm not an expert there yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and you know it's there's, there's an algorithm and you know once we talk and we realize their their plan and, and their personal finances then we can narrow it down and say okay these are your options your personal options they might be different than your friend or your colleague but this is this is what your rates are but you know, if you have the vanilla 800 credit, 20% down guy, conforming conventional loan, you're going to be in the low fours right now. Low fours. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, you could probably pay a little bit to get to the high threes, but we would just have to, to see if that would make sense for them. Okay. So, um, and that's and that's like you said, the streamlined with 20% down, all that uh, great credit above 800. Um, where do you think they're headed? So... That's a loaded You had a crystal ball well. there? Yeah. Um, they, can you look exactly. at the crystal ball? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, my answer right now um, is probably a lot different than it was a few months ago because, you know, all the the news and all the updates that we receive and, and research at all the websites that we look at over the course of last year was that rates will hike in 2019, and they're going to continue to right. do that gradually. And now the Fed is saying, they're pumping the brakes a little bit, and they're saying, well, maybe the economy is not ready for that. Mm. So they're, they're saying that they should stabilize. They might come up a little bit, but um, 
I don't think that they're going to go too high in, in 2019, which is a good thing for buyers. It's a little bit of stability there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, if a buyer were to get approved today, how long is that approval good for? So when we run credit, that credit report lasts for 120 days. And then we're going to collect pay stubs, bank statements, um, and those last for about uh, 30 days on the pay stubs and then a couple months on the, the bank statements. So really, they've got quite a bit of time. You know, that, uh-huh. that credit report, if we stretch it out past 120 days, we can just repull. So it's quick to, to so you can update it. Yeah. And a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. And then to speak on my first point about the technology, we're able to get these um, oftentimes digitally verified. So we can do the application and we get their their income and their assets digitally mm-hmm. verified. So they don't even have to track that stuff down. So that can, if we expire on a bank statement or a pay stub, we can just hit the button again and, and get it updated really quickly. So are you seeing many appraisal waivers in this market? You know, more than we used to. Um, again, that's going to be on a, a 20% down client. Um, we are seeing them on the, the refinance more than purchase, mm-hmm. but that is something that we hope improves, and, and we're seeing more and more of them, which is awesome. So for the listeners out there, an appraisal waiver is what? Michael, go so, ahead. I'll take it if you expert. don't. Expert. <laughs> yeah, you know, when, we, when we're when we doing a, an application and – whether we're looking at Zillow or, or just have an idea of what that house is worth, and we plug that in, we run our decision, fall through an automated decision engine. And if that engine agrees with what we've inputted, we can proceed without ordering, ordering an appraisal. Um, does that save so the consumer money? It does, yeah, absolutely, because yes. we don't need to yeah, you know, get an appraisal. And time. And time. Sure. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. All right. So this is a show about homes and real estate, and we're talking real estate. And I actually yep. I didn't even put this on the question sheet, but can you tell us a story about your home and your experience growing up in the home uh, that you uh, grew up in? I think was also in Sammamish, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. Um, you know, the, the the home that I grew up in in Sammamish. That's what you're asking about. Yeah, something fond, something that you remember. Your home your story. Childhood. Yeah. Well, it it's. Uh, it's, it's a funny story. So I, <clears throat> I grew up by Pine Lake in Sammamish, and my uh, my parents wanted to move us down to Lake Sammamish, and I was in tears. I didn't want to leave the neighborhood, you know, because this was a neighborhood I rode my bike around, had a bunch of friends. Later, found out that moving on to Lake Sammamish was actually a, a good thing. Um, and, you know, Duh. just seeing the way my parents had, in, exactly, <laughs> seeing the way my parents had invested and kind of lucked out, you know, just with the market and how how they were able to, you know, buy properties and then watch watch the the equity grow and that's something that's always drawn me to this industry. It's just the American dream. So, it's something that I can really get behind and and you know, get excited about. Um so yeah, you know, I'm a hometown guy. Worked here and lived here my whole life. Awesome. That's Thank great. you for sharing that. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Absolutely. Thanks for being part of the show. Up next, our first guest, or I guess our second guest, is a memory saver. That's right. All those memories that you have laying around your home, stick with us. We'll be right back. Before we go, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, no, hit it. A little miscommunication. Michael, are you still there? 
Did I lose yep, you? I'm here. Oh, you're still there? Nope, hey, how, how do callers get a hold of you? Well, I am on the Internet, so you can Google Michael Burdick Loan Depot, but the best number for me is 206-661-2289. Um, and give me a call or send me an email once you look me up online. All right. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks, Michael. We'll, uh, Thanks, we'll be right back. Do you have family home movies you can no longer enjoy because, well, you either tossed your VCR or your camcorder is broken? Lotus Media is here to help you relive the wedding memories, birthdays, trips, and holiday celebrations. We are a local business that specializes in future-proofing everything from VHS and Hi8 videotapes to photos and slides and even 8mm film. Our process creates universal digital files from your precious memories, ensuring they can be enjoyed for generations to come. The videos can be viewed anywhere on your PC, web browser, or even your phone, and they are a snap to edit too. We have over 20,000 happy customers, including Starbucks. Our digitization prices are lower than Costco's, and most orders are processed in just 10 days. We digitize all tape formats from all regions and can help repair your tape if it is broken or extract it from a camcorder if it is stuck. Visit us online to find out more at lotusmedia.us. Email us for more information at support at lotusmedia.us or give us a call at 855-LTS-MEDIA. That's 855-587-6334. One last time, 855-587-6334. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, you know, one way I get inspired is that by looking at old family videos and uh, photography going down that trip on memory lane. I'm Dan Edwards. You are here at Real Talk with Brian and Dan, and we are going to head off to our first in-studio guest. And Gina Shulman is a proud mom of two beautiful kids and the owner of Lotus Media. She and her ruggedly handsome husband, Kirk, work (laughs) <laughs> work tirelessly to ensure your videos and photos are treated with care and and future-proofed for many generations to enjoy. And Gina attended Dartmouth College and grew up in the D.C. area working for tech companies such as AOL before moving the family to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. Before we get started, tell me a bit about yourself. So uh, we I moved to the Seattle area about four years ago. And uh, I think just now I'm considering the area home. So it took a little bit of right. time. but Welcome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> four, four years? Four years. I okay. think, yeah. Took so you had one foot in the north. One foot in, yeah, one right. foot in, one foot out. <laughs> yeah, and I have two beautiful girls. They are 11 and 13. And clearly my husband is my copy editor on my website. But I left it in because he is ruggedly handsome. Oh, so. he wrote the copy. He wrote the copy. Oh. <laughs> I thought and Brian. I was blaming Dan for that one. <laughs> hey, I've met Kurt. He's yeah. very handsome. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure about the rugged part. You know, I let that one slide. Yeah, okay, you know? all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to hear this, so that's exactly. good. There you go. Right, exactly. Very good. Uh, it, he must need the affirmation, perhaps. I guess. You know, maybe that's his love language, <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> right. Well, um, that's awesome. What are your hobbies when you're not working? Well, I really love yoga and I love to travel. We have some good trips uh, scheduled up coming in the next couple of months. And um, just just the husband and I are heading to Greece, which should be mm. fun. 
And just the two. Just the two of us. You and nice. Mr. Ruggedly just, Handsome Kirk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When is that? Uh, in May. Yes, oh, in the fantastic. beginning of May. So that'll be a really fun trip. And we'll see where the rest of the year takes us and what other trips we've got what got planned, which would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So the show's about real estate, but more importantly, it's a show about living in homes. What is one of your fondest memories of the home you grew up in? Oh, that's a that's a good one. So I grew up on the East Coast and uh, grew up in Maryland in a little town that was right on the water. So one of my favorite memories growing up is uh, we had a swing attached to a tree that overlooked our pier and the water. And I think I would just sit out there for hours and hours and hours. What a great image. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was beautiful. And I got to see my mom just recently moved here to be not to let's be straight, not to be closer to me, to be closer to the grandkids. Oh, yeah, that's yep. always yep. the case. She just moved. Yep. <laughs> she just moved to the area, but we, my kids, got a chance to sit on that swing and you know feed the ducks out there and mm. throw rocks in the water. So I would say having that swing that you know such a little thing, right? Like attaching a, a, yeah. a swing to a tree, but that really made that house a home. Oh, that's mm, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and y- what's funny is. Every time we ask that question, that's going to be a common theme in this show, just because that's what that's that's what this is about. That's what home yeah. is. That's what home yeah. is. So, and you can picture it, right? Yeah. I'm guessing, was it a green swing? Yeah, it was one of those, yep, one of those. It was swing. green, yeah. see? Oh, there you <laughs> go. You're yeah, there, but, you're right? there, right? It's so cool. I love that. And we're <laughs> on a radio talk show, so, you, exactly. you know, being descriptive, we want to do that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's get down to business. Yeah. And Gina, what is Lotus Media? What do you guys do? Yeah, so Lotus Media is a company that digitizes home movies and photographs. And we really just want to give that personal family touch to people's memories. Like, you know, if you ask anyone if their house was burning down, what would they grab after their kids and their 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 pets? Dog. Yep, and their dog, yeah. right? It would be their photo albums and their wedding rings mm-hmm. and things like that. It's those memories that really keep people, you know, fill people's hearts so we really just try to preserve those things for the for future generations for people. One of my friends' uh, home was burglarized not that long ago, and he's, he, um, he told me about that. And he says, I'm heartbroken. Nothing of value was stolen. All they took was the money. They <laughs> left the photos, the letters, the cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, that's that's yeah. the, the valuable stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, funny story along that is, so we just recently went overseas, my family did. And so my wife always will hide the keys to the safes and, and the checkbooks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Keys are still lost. We don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's safe. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh my gosh! Runs in her family. One, one day, one day you'll find those keys. Right. <laughs> They'll just pop up. It's like, oh, yeah. now I guess we can get into those photos. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't have to worry about it because mine are digital yeah, now. Yeah, so. exactly. That's so funny. So, what type of media do you transfer? You know, we do it all. We do all the way from the old eight millimeter, eight, eight millimeter reels to slides to photos to your VHS tapes to your high. Eight millimeters, and you know those tiny little guys that you used mm-hmm. to see. The only thing we don't do is audio reels. If you have any audio reels at your house, you really want to send those to California someplace that has really high, high tech, um, like mm. quality, like in the movie industry. But that's the only thing we don't do are the digital reels. But we do everything else. So beta. Betamax? We do beta, oh, wow. we do Umatic. I got to do... talk to you about my floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> we, floppy do, disk? we do floppy disk. Yeah, we do wow. We do everything. And we actually also do um, like your kids' photo, your kids' drawings that they had from kindergarten, really? wow. you know, of those, those scribble scrabbles that are just so precious to you. I know we have a few of those that we have on rotation on one of our uh, digital photo screens, but we can digitize even those memories that you want to save but don't want cluttering up your house. Awesome. Um, why? 
what got you started? I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to start a you know, yeah. <laughs> preservation business. Yeah, so we actually sent our photos off to a different company a long time ago, I'd say about six years ago, and no communication. So I boxed up all of my photos and shipped them off to this company, and I emailed them and called them and got no information back of if they received my photos, if they were going to digitize my photos, what was going to happen with them. And we finally got them back seven months later. Oh, my God. And seven months was too long to not know about our precious memories. So we had another round. After we did our photos, my kids wanted to see some old um, play videos of plays I was in 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 school. And I said, absolutely not. We're not sending these (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to find a VCR or something. So after that, we started digitizing our own items. And friends and family were like, hey, can you digitize our items? And we really realized that we were setting up a need for people who didn't want to ship their things away and uh, wanted to actually talk to a person. And yeah. so anyone who calls us talks to me or talks to, uh, talks to, usually they talk to me and they know that, and if they want me to call them when they, when I receive their items, I let them know. And I really have that personal touch with people. So they know their memories are safe. So where do you process uh, the transfer and what is it, what is your turnaround time? Yeah. So we process in Bellevue, Washington. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that most of these are processed outside of the United States. So when you send your photos or your videos to a lot of people, they ship them out of the country because you get a much you can get a uh, much better rate of return for your money if you sh- ship them out of the country. Wow. But we do everything in the United States, which I think is really important. So if you come back to that analogy of you know your child, your pet, your photos, the fact that you went seven months without communication, yeah, and you know Brian and I in the real estate business, we we have to communicate constantly and actually. That's the difference between a great experience and one that's really frustrating. So if you're talking about right. if you were going to send your child off for seven months, you know, my son, you know, text, I want to know where you're at, what you're doing, you know, who are you with? I mean, that's the same thing. That's a long time. And long the niche time, yeah. that you fit has, it, it's the level of communication that makes yeah, a difference. Yeah, I think that really makes a difference, especially people want to tell their stories and tell you what you're digitizing. And I'm happy to listen to those stories and I find them very interesting and I, I love to know what special thing we're doing for people. And we our turnaround time right now is about 10 business days. Wow, that's yeah. quick. In 10 business days, you can still call us after a week and say, hey, and, you know, I still <laughs> want to make sure you still have it, and we'll let you know. But it's 10 business days, which is really, really quick. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody get their media to you? Yeah, so in the Bellevue area, we actually are considered an online company, kind of like Amazon. So in the Bellevue area, we actually have a couple of op- options. You can mail your tapes into us. You can uh, schedule a pickup, and if you're in a 30-mile radius of Bellevue, I will go to your house and pick them up for you, and it's a small fee for that. Or um, I'll do a pickup location in the Bellevue area. But you can get in touch with us by going to our website, which is www.lotusmedia.us, and it has a great uh, FAQs on there. It has our information, and you can learn all about us there. There's some testimonials as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, great. So one last question. Um, following the spring cleaning theme, Tell me a story about a time where you helped someone with an amazing spring cleaning process. Yeah, so we help a lot of empty nesters, so people whose kids have just gone off to college. And we (laughs) get boxes that are sometimes not very organized, Mm -hmm. just thrown in with pictures and uh, videos, just all piled in all together. And we had this lady just, uh, just recently, she is a local customer, and she 
threw all the stuff in a box and she's like, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know what's in here and I just need to get it organized and I don't know what it is. And we're, so, you know, we'll take, we'll take good care of you. And we did all the items for her. And when she got her videos back, she had uh, videos of her, her grandfather that had passed away oh, a year ago wow. and she wow. hadn't seen any of those images. And she really didn't care what else is in the, that box yeah. after she saw that em- those images because that was really like that she didn't brought even, it back for her. brought it back to her and she didn't even realize it that it was just oh, thrown in the box with everything so well, I really my, like that I had a personal story like that too because um, I'm not the most organized person so we just had a box and I sent it over to Angina and uh, we thought we had lost the wedding photo uh, video like the videotape yeah. of our wedding and so that was like one of the first things I was like <clears throat> oh my gosh it was so cool then and, and just sit there and kind of just yeah hang out and and watch the wedding because I haven't hadn't seen it since well, we're coming up on 20 years since so, there you go. yeah and wow. now you can do it every year now I watch it all the time <laughs> it's on your phone right it's, it's on your phone vows. it's on my phone now that's great yeah that way I can remember my vows yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well um and Gina thank you so much for joining us on Real Talk with Brian and Dan folks I highly recommend Lotus Media they do a fantastic job and the one thing she didn't mention it's a fraction of the price you're going to set uh, if you go to some of the competitors out there to reach Ingina at Lotus Media, you go to www.lotusmedia. That's L-O-T-U-S-M-E-D-I-A dot U-S. So stay tuned. Our next guest, Jamie Bourne of Bourne Organize, is going to be here and drop some organizational knowledge. Please come right back. Do you have family home movies you can no longer enjoy because, well, you either tossed your VCR or your camcorder is broken? Lotus Media is here to help you relive the wedding memories, birthdays, trips, and holiday celebrations. We are a local business that specializes in future-proofing everything from VHS and Hi8 videotapes to photos and slides and even 8mm film. Our process creates universal digital files from your precious memories, ensuring they can be enjoyed for generations to come. The videos can be viewed anywhere on your PC, web browser, or even your phone, and they are a snap to edit too. We have over 20,000 happy customers, including Starbucks. Our digitization prices are lower than Costco's, and most orders are processed in just 10 days. We digitize all tape formats from all regions and can help repair your tape if it is broken or extract it from a camcorder if it is stuck. Visit us online to find out more at lotusmedia.us. Email us for more information at support at lotusmedia.us or give us a call at 855-LTS-MEDIA. That's 855-587-6334. One last time, 855-587-6334. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. Our next guest, as I mentioned, is a professional organizer, Jamie Bourne. She's been simplifying the lives of others since she was a child. Her passion for organizing began with her grandmother's home, where she attempted to declutter a simple hallway closet at the age of 10. Jamie earned her bachelor's degree in environmental studies and urban planning in 2003, but quickly realized that her ideal working environment was in the residential sector rather than in an office. In 2015, Jamie moved to Bellevue, Washington and opened up Born to Organize. 
Before opening Born to Organize, Jamie honed her organizational skills as a household manager and a personal assistant with private households. Born to Organize specially, uh, special, excuse me, Born to Organize specializes in general household organization, downsizing, move-in assistance, and much, much more. Jamie works with seniors, mothers, busy professionals, and all who have experienced a life change or have never established organizational systems within the home, a.k.a. myself. Unlike, my wife does a great job of it, though, let me tell you. Um, (laughs) Coming back to this, Born to Organize is also a licensed general contractor with a skilled carpenter who assists with handyman projects. Wow, I didn't know that. As well as larger installations. Born to Organize... I'm just thinking about a closet installation that I had. Um, a Born to Organize also offers comprehensive home sales preparation for clients who decide to move into smaller homes once they've established organizational strategies. Jamie is a proud member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizational Professionals and serves as the membership director on the board of the local Seattle area NAPO chapter. She, hand, she is a hands-on organizer organizer who isn't afraid to get dirty and uses an individualized approach with every client to create simple systems, declutter, ultimately transform houses from from anxiety and stress, including into homes that can be enjoyed that exude a sense of calm. See, I'm exuding a sense of calm now. So please welcome to the show, Jamie Bourne. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) That was a mouthful. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. (laughs) All right. So before we get into the business side of things, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I would describe myself as a minimalist. I'm very passionate about the environment, and I have a 24-year-old son. I like to snowboard on occasion, and I love yoga as well. Did you get up to the mountains this winter? Twice. Twice. Okay. That's not very many. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was some good snow this year, right? Yes. That was two more times than the last two years. So progress, right? Yeah. Very good. So what do you like to do uh, when you're not organizing things? I like to snowboard. I like to do yoga. I like to, we'll start this one over. She she probably likes to organize so much. I love to organize. Okay, (laughs) let's let's start this one over. What I love to do right now is to create furniture, custom furniture from salvaged materials. Yeah. So I've made a desk and a coffee table, and that's all I've made so far. That's cool. Well, if you need live edge uh, material, let me know. Oh, thank you. That's what? one of my hobbies, live edge. I don't know. I have, a, uh, oh. I have a sawmill. I can oh, take an entire tree and just boom, do, do uh, uh, slabs. Remember that barn, pretty... you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I purchased a, a live edge oak yeah. slab. Yeah. That's what I used for the, it was about a nine to 10 foot slab yeah. from a, Second use building mm-hmm. materials. Yeah, I'm kind of kicking okay. myself because we took down two big trees on our property and I had it all bucked, you know, for firewood. And I thought, oh, oh my gosh, my. I should have made it like two or three mantles out of that. Yeah. And, I don't know. Definitely. Timber time. I knew a guy with a sawmill. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this is a show about real estate. Okay. Um, and I really want to hear your story about growing up and the home you grew up in and, and some fond memories from that. Okay. I grew up in a small town in Northern California near San Francisco, and the homes were about 5,000 square foot lots, and they were relatively mm. small homes, two to three bedroom, one story homes. And my fondest memory is the sound of the train passing mm. while I was playing in the front yard with the neighbor, neighbor kids, and 
also picking cherries from my neighbor's tree, and we did lock him out of his house once. Oh. <laughs> Why did you do that? We were just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the train going by was something that you can still, in your mind, you can me- remember that that was a part of just playing and enjoying your home. Definitely. A lot of people associate trains with a blaring horn, mm-hmm. and it drives them crazy, and it's a soothing sound to me for some reason, because that was part of my neighborhood and my yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Growing up experience, yeah. See, I'll, I'm going to use that next time when I try to sell a house near a train tracks. It's like, no, no, no. Let's create some memories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can make something that's not. It's a feature. It's yeah. a feature. Sorry. Well, I had a, <laughs> uh, a couple purchase a home um, just overlooking 405. And, of course, most people walk to the front door and like, no way. And this was a retired couple. And the guy says, I like to just sit here and watch the activity. And, you know, on the, uh, it was yep. in Kirkland. They also got beautiful sunsets across Lake Washington, but the freeway didn't bother them a bit. They liked the activity. So there's a wire for every home. That's right. That's yep. right. Definitely. So getting down to business, why in the world would somebody hire a professional organizer? Well, there are a lot of reasons to hire a professional organizer. For one, life gets very busy and people have a lot to juggle. We have work. We have interests inside the home, outside the home. And most people, believe it or not, aren't motivated to organize their things during their downtime. So I, oh, a professional organizer or myself, do such th- as myself. Do you think part of that's the emotional attachment? That they have trouble separating? I mean, I, I assume part of the organizing is probably de- getting rid of stuff, decluttering. Is there an emotional attachment issue with I think things? people usually don't know where to start. And they're really not interested in spending their downtime hmm. organizing a drawer. I know exactly where the stuff on my desk is. Good. And so I save myself time by not putting it away. <laughs> oh, there you go. I've heard it all now. <laughs> so your system works for you. So that's a system. It's true. It the is. problem is with the system is when something changes in that system and that thing that I put somewhere is no longer there. Anyways, I digress. So yeah. you say a proud member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizational Professionals. Yes. Uh, What is that and why is it important? NAPO is a national organization and it, the organization has an established code of ethics for organizers and offers really great educational opportunities and provides a community for organizers to discuss different issues together that we come upon. We are very small businesses usually and we need we need people to interact with um, who have experienced similar situations, been in similar situations. So the local Seattle NAPO chapter is my favorite part because there are about 40 organizers that get together once a month. And we at the, Co- at the Coast Bellevue Hotel and we have a presenter and we talk about all the th- all types of situations that come up during mm. different jobs and we and we support each other we we are resources for one another we refer each other and we really love to talk about organizing mm-hmm. so it's a really fun meeting i know that probably sounds funny to a lot of people no no it's good that you love your work that yeah. it's apparent that you do so so jamie tell me a story of an especially challenging job you've uh, completed okay well I don't have a specific example about a challenge, but I, the biggest challenge that I encounter o- 
that I encounter overall is when a client asks, how long will a job take? There are so many variables involved in yeah. any job, and they're dependent on the, the type of items we're organizing. For example, pap- a box of papers takes a lot longer to organize than a box of clothes. And it also, and also, uh, a project timeline is impacted by the how fast a person can move. I don't expect right. a, a senior client to move boxes. I want to set them up for success, and I want them to be comfortable. So, if we are organizing in a garage, for example, mm-hmm. I often get them a chair and a side table. And sometimes a blanket because it gets really cold in Washington. Right. And ask them questions and I do the lifting. So it might take a little bit longer, but it's yeah. very effective. And we it and we make really good use of the time, even though it might take a tiny bit longer. Sure. Do you ever work in conjunction with home stagers? I have a few times. Mm-hmm. And often I do a lot of staging when I know someone is... Mm-hmm selling their home because I know all of their items and I know what they're going to get rid of mm. yeah. or yeah. donate. And so I'm able to, I have a really good eye. And so I'm able to keep those items and it really just helps the stager along. Right. If they are yeah, going to have one. The first step in staging is declutter. So I could yes. really see you being a huge benefit in that process. Absolutely. I mean, and honestly, that that's a lot of just, just being ready. Right. So right. we talked earlier at the beginning of the show, right. Of contingent offers and, and the declutter is something that, let's say that house never shows up, you never write that contingent offer. Well, because you were in a position to um, have somebody like Jamie come in and kind of help you with that process, you know, there's also an emotional aspect to to decluttering, right? And uh, you know, I, I won't mention the the something bringing me joy. Not that that matters. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, but there is. Well, our clients are talking about that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, but at the same time, right? There's a lot of stress associated with a big box full of stuff that's been around and been in your family. You don't know if your grandkids are going to want it, your your daughter's going to want it, your son or whatever. And so it can paralyze folks. And to have somebody just to talk to about it. Right. Man, Jamie, I think that's an amazing service. Definitely. So be- before the show, Jamie and I were chatting about um, something I'm running into now with my seniors who are moving into, they're downsizing or moving into retirement apartments. And it's that sometimes the kids don't want their treasure. Um, there's clients that have items that are just their their treasure that the kids, I had to think of one recently, uh, crystal, beautiful, beautiful crystal, and the kids aren't interested. And so I'd appreciate if you'd share a little bit of what we chatted about concerning that. Definitely. I'd love to share about this. To me, it's really hard for the parents who want their children to take these items. And mm. these items are really important to the parents. And so I would encourage the children to take a few of those things mm. or to discuss it if there are if there's china and furniture and other things i would encourage the children to talk about how about to suggest taking one item and letting them know that they will honor that item mm-hmm. so it, yeah i mean what difference is it going to make right yes awesome. and it's up to the the child who is an adult at this point, and that it's up to them once right. their once their mother or father passes away. If 
they can decide then they if they want to mm-hmm. take right. they might value it more and it right. might have more meaning after that mm-hmm. and yeah. so i don't recommend just getting rid of things right all right so this next question is actually for my wife lisa okay um her husband is an incredibly disorganized <laughs> individual one, dan. She, no she she yeah. wanted to ask this question she, she said dan will you please ask jamie this question for me um my husband's an extremely disorganized person. Does that make him a bad person? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I elaborate on this a bit? Oh, there, I hear a butt coming. Oh. No, no and. butt. No, please and. elaborate. And what I want to say is that there are times where we have where we experience life changes, and I've experienced mm. a lot of life change over the past few years myself. I, in 2017, I was divorced after being with my husband for 20 years, and I made sure to give myself as much time as I needed Mm. to create new systems and to learn about and feel comfortable in my new space. It's, it happens, Mm -hmm. and some people are very visual, Mm. the keep the papers on the desk like you seem to like to do. And then there are people who don't like to see anything. And so I'm able to incorporate both of those. Awesome. Yeah. And, and when I think about that too, right, every, the human condition, we like systems, we like automatic, you know? And so when we have that kind of setup, um, it's a matter of adapting, like you said, to what is your system of organization. You hear that, Lisa? I love you. Okay. I love you too, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) So with our theme of spring cleaning and downsizing, how can Born to Organize help? Born to Organize can help in a lot of ways. My recommendation is a garage organizing project. It is a project that you can't, that you get a sense of accomplishment very quickly. You can see the change occur really fast. And usually there's a husband and wife or a, a couple who work with me on garages for some reason. And so we're able to accomplish a very large amount of work in a, a pretty small really? amount of time. Awesome. What's your favorite source of storage containers? My favorite source of storage containers? I first like to use containers that are already there. I try to reuse <laughs> like that. anything like that, that yes, people have so that I'm not wasting. And I didn't mean like shipping containers. I, I meant like plastic boxes. <laughs> and I, I used to purchase containers from storables and now they are sadly closing. Uh, and oh. so the, I do love the container store. Their containers are really great quality. Also, you can find containers though at Ikea and Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. I do not discriminate against containers. So what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is to call me. My phone number is 650-274-4308. And I also am available through my website, born in the number two, organize.com. And I have an email, which is born, B-O-U-R-N-E, to the number two organize at gmail.com well brian that was it it's a wrap number two in the books nice so remember in real estate you don't get what you deserve you get what you negotiate and also organization and savings comes in a lot of different ways and um, our two guests again i just want to thank and gina shulman with lotus media i want to thank jamie born with born to organize you can find them on our website the east side real estate team to connect up with them and if you have any real estate related questions just give us a call at 
4093. That's 425-200-4093 or on the web at theeastsiderealestateteam.com. I thank you very much for joining us on Real Talk. I am Dan. And I'm Brian. Thanks for listening. 